0: Hello and welcome to Duffy's Tavern from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash offer. It's Duffy's
0: Tavern, the Friday night transcribed feature on NBC's All-Star Festival of Comedy, Music, Mystery, and Drama, brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. By Chesterfield, the cigarette that has for you what every smoker wants: mildness plus no unpleasant aftertaste. The cigarette that brings you Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. And by the makers of Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, or neuralgia. And now, here we go, friends, to Duffy's Tavern, with Bert Gordon as the Mad Russian, Hazel Shermitt as Miss Duffy, our guest, Rudy Valley, and starring Archie himself. Ed Gardner. Hello, Duffy's Tavern. Where do you leave me? Steve, Archie, the man just speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. How's business? Uh, the place is overflowing. Yep, the sores busted again. <laughs> yeah. Which reminds me, uh, Rudy Valley's coming down tonight.
2: <laughs>
0: Rudy Valley. Well, remember the time you bought your first radio and when you turned it on, you know, you... You thought there was something wrong with it?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. that's the guy. <laughs> and how'd he get started? Well, uh, he studied for eight years before he found out he couldn't sing.
2: By <laughs> well,
0: then, it was too late to stop. Yes, sir, and he turned out to be very successful. Did he what? Did he save his money? Duffy, can that? Even the operator's laughing.
2: <laughs>
0: Duffy, at Yale, they used to have a song called Bula Bula. Since Valley went there, he call it Mula Mula. <laughs> well, look, I'll call you back. I'm busy writing a new radio show for Rudy. Okay. Here's a word from RCA Victor. A word about money and how to make it go farther with an RCA Victor combination. You'll get the equivalent of three consoles, three different kinds of fun, and yet you'll pay for just one cabinet, one sound system. RCA Victor's Rutland, for example, brings you television at its finest. 17 big inches of million-proof television quality, proven in over 2 million homes. Second, you get both AM and FM radio with RCA Victor's new extended tone range. And third, the Rutland gives you two automatic record changers that enable you to enjoy records at all three speeds. Yes, enjoy all of these fine instruments in one fine combination at one money-saving price. Look over the Rutland soon and say, here are two new RCA Victor Record Red Seal releases to add to your collection. September song sung on a single record by Ezio Pinza and the album of selection from Gershwin's Porgy and Bess with Lisa Stevens and Robert Merrill. Miss Duffy,
3: yes Archie.
0: I wonder if uh, Rudy will be happy here tonight in our creaky old joint.
3: Why not? He's a little creaky in the joints himself. <laughs>
0: okay, Miss Duffy, you're talking about the Rudy Valley.
3: Rudy Valley? Who's he? A sober Phil Harris.
2: <laughs>
0: Miss Duffy, please have a have a little reverence for the departed. <laughs> Don't forget, a guy like Rudy Valley gives us prestige here. Take a look at this menu I wrote up for the occasion.
3: Let me see it. Today only, the Rudy Valley Blue Plate, Connecticut Yankee Pot Roast, Vagabond Liver, (laughs) New England Ham. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's boiled ham.
3: How do you know what condition he'll be in when he gets here? (laughs)
0: Duffy, Rudy never gets in that condition, Say,
3: sure. a man just came in and dropped a penny in the peanut machine. So what? I think it must be Rudy Valley.
0: Well, why
3: do you think it's Valley? He's counting the peanuts. That's right, it is Rudy Valley.
2: My time is your time, your time is my time. Yeah.
0: Rudy, I'm glad to see you. Look at you. I can see that you're the same old Rudy. What do you mean? Well, the way you came in singing. So generous and unstinting with your talent. You know, singing for all mankind, whether they want to hear you or not. A dubious compliment. <laughs> well, dubious is it dubious says And, uh...
2: <clears throat>
0: May I further say that you are looking as handsome as ever and golden curly rocks and... That svelte, youthful figure. Them svelte eyes.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: by the way, speaking of them eyes of yours, Rudy, uh, which side of the 38th parallel were you born on?
2: <laughs>
0: Archie, I shall ignore your insult. May I further say that you are the same old Archie? That's a lousy insult. Uh,
3: say, Archie. Yeah? I'd like to meet Rudy Valley.
0: Well, why the sudden interest? You've been saying that you're young enough to be his daughter.
3: So what? With Rudy Valley, anybody young enough to be his daughter is old enough to be his wife. <laughs> well,
0: okay, I'll introduce you, Rudy. Uh, I know you came down here tonight to enjoy yourself, but this is Miss Duffy. <laughs> hmm, it looks like a Harvard man. <laughs>
3: Indeed, just imagine. Rudy Valley in person.
0: That's right, my dear. You may now faint.
3: (laughs) Oh, thank you. Rudy Valley. That voice. Those nostrils. Still the stein's dear old maid Just so the rest is weak Why, Miss Duffy,
0: I didn't think you were old enough to remember the main stein song. Are you kidding? This dame remembers the main.
3: (laughs) You know something, Mr. Valley? Last week I wrote to NBC for a picture of a star. And guess what? What? They sent me a picture of you.
0: Oh, framed?
3: I sure was. <laughs> I wanted Carrie Grant.
0: Miss Duffy, I am now going to say something to you that I've never said to a woman
1: before.
3: Oh, really? What? Grant. <laughs>
0: If it wasn't for his age, I'd punch him right in the nose. Get out of here, will you? <clears throat> now, Archie, I assumed that you had an ulterior motive in requesting my presence here tonight. On the contrary, I did. Uh, <laughs> Rudy, I got a great opportunity for you to make... Money? Well, it could run into it fast, uh, but uh, first tell me, how's, uh, how's your voice this century? All oh, about the same as last.
2: Well... Uh-huh.
0: Well, I got a radio program in mind that. Says... Would you like to hear me sing? How abbot. <laughs> <clears throat> well, yeah, go ahead. Let me hear how you sound these days. Very well. <clears throat> Terrific, Rudy. Still the same old ballad. I haven't sung yet. Oh, I beg <laughs> your pardon. Well, uh, here, I'll give you the
1: key. All right. If you were the only girl in the world and I were the only boy, nothing else would matter in this world of today. We could go on loving. In the same old way A garden of Eden just Made for do With nothing to my our joy I would say such wonderful things there would be such wonderful things to do If you were the only
0: was bravado, sheer bravado. <clears throat> you sounded just like, uh, like Carmen Lombardo. Another dubious compliment. That's what Carmen Lombardo said. But, uh, for radio, you know, just singing is old hat these days, you got to augment it up with something else. You've got to be a singing cowboy or a singing disc jockey or a singing commercial, you know. That's,
2: that's
0: where I got an idea for a frightening mystery. You are going to be a singing detective. A singing detective? Yep, sort of a combination, uh, Thin Man and Margaret Truman. (laughs) And, as I told you, Rudy, it'll be really frightening. But what about a sponsor? Stop worrying. Duffy'll sponsor it. What about a script? Stop worrying. It's already wrote. Who wrote it? Me. It will be frightening. Stop stop worrying, will you? What about the salary? Rudy, start worrying. While Archie and Rudy continue to act like a couple of grown-up chislers, let's listen to a couple of guys who agree. Now here's Chesterfield's answer to Cyrano de Bergerac. Bob Hope. I'd top you easy, Dad, but we only have a minute here to sell Chesterfield. Okay, well, let's get to it. Better tasting Chesterfield is the only cigarette that combines for you mildness with no unpleasant aftertaste. Mm, the mildness is a cinch to prove. You just make Chesterfield mildness test. You know, open a pack and enjoy that milder aroma. Then smoke them, and you'll know that Chesterfield's are mild. And Chesterfield leaves no unpleasant aftertaste. That fact has been confirmed by the country's first and only cigarette taste panel. So make our cigarette your cigarette. The reasons go together like this. Chesterfield, Chesterfield, always takes first place.
2: That's miles and miles of that's going to never leave an aftertaste.
0: Oh-ho, open the pack and give them a smell. Then you smoke them. Now, okay, everybody, we're going to do a rehearsal of the first episode of The Hummer. Uh, by the way, Howard Hull, you're the announcer here. I'd like you to read the commercial. Oh, joy. <laughs> Now, with these commercials, you have to be subtle about them and kind of sneak them in. You know? Sneak them in? Yeah. Okay, we're on the air. Ladies and gents of the radio audience, Duffy's Tavern brings you The Hummer, starring Rudy Valley mm-hmm. My crime is your crime. Now, a word from our sponsor. Suckers. Thank you. See the way they sneak them in? <laughs> We begin. I, Archie, and the Hummer's assistant. Him and me is a couple of private eyes, but we never cross each other.
2: <laughs> we are
0: in our office, and the Hummer is sitting at his desk. Before him is a book of poetry and a bottle. The book is
2: unopened.
0: <laughs> I speak. I say, Hummer, why don't you lay off of that poetry? I can't help it. Me nerves is on edge. Why, I ain't the man I used to be. Archie, this grammar. What's wrong with it? The word ain't. Look, Rudy, a lot of people ain't using the word ain't, but they ain't eating. (laughs) Now, continue. Now, we're sitting in our office when suddenly... Just a second. Hummer, what was that ring? The telephone. What a deduction. The man is positively psychopathiatric. (laughs) Hello? What? Somebody's been murdered? Okay, we'll be right over. Let's go, Hummer. What's the address? Chazooks. I forgot to ask.
2: Hello?
0: Where? Oh, thanks. (laughs) All right, leave us go, Hummer. Well, sir, we arrived at the scene of the crime. A mansion in Beverly Hills. Rococo, but simple. With a well-kept nine-hole golf course on a small island in the middle of the swimming pool. We rang the doorbell. Suddenly, the door creakingly opened. And we found ourselves face to face with something real sinister. How do you do? (laughs) Tell me, sir. Are you the corpse? No, I'm just sitting here watching television. (laughs) Come, come now. No alibis. Who are you? I am Rasputin. The Chinese butler.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I guess that clears you. <clears <throat> uh, tell us, Rasputin, uh, where is the late demented corpse? There on the floor. The dead one. Is oh. uh, my master, Mr. Truckborton. Forgive him for not rising. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to leave us to examine the corpus delicti. Mm hmm. Looks to me like he took poison internally. Poison? Poison? Then how do you account for this large ice pick stuck in his back? Hummer, you're a genius. Hummer, Hummer, you're humming. Hummer, does this mean that you have found a clue? Yes. Archie, remove your hat. Why, is a dead man a woman? No. He was a Yale man. Amazing, Hummer. How can you tell that he was a Yale man? Elementary, my dear Archie. Notice his attire, a derby hat, and a raccoon coat. (laughs) Yazooks! As I see it, there's only one thing to do. Examine the ice pick. What ice pick? The one stuck in his back. Oh, that one. Just a minute, gentlemen. Before you examine the ice pick... I should like to wipe off my fingerprints.
2: <laughs>
0: a fair request. <clears throat> One moment, my good man. Who are you? Hummer, it's Rasputin, the Chinese butler that answered the door when we came in. Oh, yes. I never forget a face. <laughs> Tell me, Rasputin, before the murder was committed, did you notice anything strange around the house? Outside of me?
2: <laughs>
0: uh, Yes. Well, this morning, Mrs. Rockmorton, the widow, sent me out to have the ice pick sharpened. And as I am leaving, she is phoning the insurance company. Words, words, words. We are looking for clues. Think. (laughs) Think, my good man, something unusual must have happened. Well, let me see. Let me see. The widow also sent me out for a sort of shotgun and a bottle of poison. Ah, this is getting us no place.
2: <laughs>
0: no clues, no suspects. And yet I am sure that a crime has been committed. I agree with you, Hummer. There's something afoot. Uh, What'll do we do, Hummer? We'll question the widow, Throckmorton. Gazooks, what a brain. Never leaves a dame unturned.
2: <laughs>
0: and here comes Mrs. Throckmorton now.
3: Hello, tall, curly, and nasal. Glad you could come up and see the body.
2: Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Tell
0: me. Are you thinking, Hummer? Yes, but back to business. <laughs> Widow Throckmorton, allow me to introduce myself. I am the Hummer, cracker of men.
3: Likewise, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh,
0: Mrs. Throckmorton, uh, there's probably nothing to be alarmed about, but we have found your husband extremely dead. (laughs) With an ice pick in his back. Mrs. Throckmorton, you realize what I'm saying? Your husband has been cruelly murdered. Mrs. Rockmorton, I hope you don't mind if we interrogate you.
3: No, I'd love it. <laughs>
0: well, tell me, Mrs. Rockmorton, before you married your husband, what did you do for a living?
3: I was a chorus girl. I was known as Ice-Pick Nellie.
0: <laughs> and why did they call you Ice-Pick Nelly?
3: Oh, I don't know. Just a nickname. <laughs>
0: Nothing but blind alleys. Oh, butler, you are calling me... Who are you? The butler. Oh, yes, I never forget her face. (laughs) Tell me, do you know who killed your master? Nash. You do? Well, tell us. You think I'm a tattletale? (laughs) Butler, you mean... I'm dummying up. There's something suspicious about this whole thing. It gets bafflinger and bafflinger. I've got it. I think I know we can find a clue. Where can we find a clue, Hummer? At Yale University. Why, of course. It's obvious. Shall we go? As the last rose of summer said to the other last rose of summer, leave us wither away. Okay, leave us wither away. Friends, if you want to wither away, eat at Duffy's Tavern. (laughs) And... And be sure to try our steaks. The club steaks are personally clubbed by the manager. (laughs) And now, back to our story. And so we arrived at Yale University, where the Hummer came face to face with his old dean. The dean spoke. How do you do? (laughs) A dizzy dean. Dean, I regret to report that old Throckmorton, class of 1861, has been seriously murdered. You don't mean... Yes, Dean, but he was a true Yale man to the end. He died with his derby and his raccoon coat on. (laughs) Good for Throckmorton. At last he had made skull and bone. Tell me what happened to him. <laughs> An ice pick in the back. And, Dean, we thought you might know who killed him. I'll tell you who killed him. It was who, who? I'm dummying up. <laughs> and so, once again, history repeated itself. The Hummer line nothing at Yale. <laughs> So we continued our search for clues from one end of the globe to the other. India, New Zealand, Hialeah, Asia Minor, Far Rockaway. Hialeah. We even went to Antwerp and talked to the (laughs) twerp. It was in Antwerp that we discovered that the ice pick was manufactured in Norway. This meant only one thing. Argentina. (laughs) We were sitting in a cafe in Argentina, a few strolling pampers came in and began to sing an old opera tone. Howard, an old opera tone. Friends, i like to take this opera tune moment
2: <laughs>
0: to tell you about the drinks at Duffy's Tavern. Remember, a drink at Duffy's is good for your stomach. Ask the man who had one. <laughs> now, back to our play. And so we continued our search. From Stockholm to Oslo. From the Skaggerat to the Cuttergat. <laughs> then suddenly the hummer started humming. <laughs> this could only mean one thing. Scotland. <laughs> the next morning we found ourselves in the heart of Scotland. Scotland Yard itself. <laughs> We were greeted by Inspector McIntyre. How do you, Hootman?
2: <laughs>
0: you are a Scotchman? In this sky, do you think I'm playing Little Lever?
2: <laughs> no, I'm sorry.
0: Inspector, we have no time for fragility. Uh, <clears throat> we're looking for clues. Well, you've got a broad breath. <laughs> I'm sorry. What sort of clues, Hootman, are you looking for?
2: <laughs>
0: Inspector, we're looking for the cat who murdered the Yale man in his old raccoon coat.
2: <laughs>
0: Was this Yale man wearing a derby hood? Aye. Is he having a knife stick in his back? <laughs> Aye. Do you tell know anything about the case? I'm dumbing up. <laughs> So the search went on. We left Scotland and sailed for Juneau, Alaska. Howard, Juno. Friends, Juno. You know about the food at Duffy's Tavern. <laughs> Duffy's Tavern for years has been famous for its D O O F. Doof. That's food spelled backwards.
2: <laughs> and
0: it's easy to find Duffy's Tavern. Just ask the man who's been there. He'll tell you where to go. <laughs> And we continue. After many months of fruitless search, we return to America and the Throckmorton mansion. The butler spoke. How do you... Hey, it's you again. <laughs> hmm, this man is beastly familiar. Archie, who is he? Mama, don't you remember it's Rasputin, the butler? Oh, yes. I never forget a face. <laughs> Rasputin, is there any new clues? Only one. Yesterday we had some highballs, and we had to use the ice pick, but don't worry. We've stuck it right back into Mr. (laughs) Morgan. Just a second. Mm -hmm. Quiet, everybody. The Hummer is thinking. There may be a solution to this crime yet. Europa, the solution. I have it. What is it, Hummer? Archie, take the corpse's fingerprints. Okay. Wait. Hummer, the corpse has no fingers. Only claws. What does this mean? Archie, remove his derby hat. Yank out the ice pick and tell me what you see. Kazooks, it ain't any Yale man at all. It's only a polar bear rug. <laughs> Hummer, does this mean... Yes, there is no Mr. Throckmorton. There is nobody. You mean... It was a perfect crime that was never committed.
2: <laughs> Hummer,
0: you're a genius. Well, <clears throat> Rudy, tell me, what do you think of it as a radio play? What do I think of it?
2: Yeah,
0: Rudy. No, Rudy. Stop humming at me that way. I know what you're thinking. Rudy, put down that ice pick. Rudy. If you'd like to know a quick, easy way to ease the pain of a headache, neuritis, or neuralgia, then, by all means, try Anacin. Your own dentist or physician may, at one time or another, have handed you an envelope containing Anacin tablets. Then, you already know how incredibly fast and effectively Anacin brings relief. Anacin is like a doctor's prescription. That is, Anacin contains not just one, but a combination of medically proven active ingredients. For your own sake, try Anison. Anison is sold to you on this guarantee: if the first few tablets do not give you all the relief you want, as fast as you want it, you may return the unused portion and your money will be refunded. You can get Anison tablets at any drug counter. Anison comes in handy boxes of twelve and thirty tablets, and economical family-sized bottles of fifty and a hundred. Listen again next week, friends, to Duffy's Tavern, the Friday night transcribed feature on NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. By Chesterfield, the cigarette that has for you what every smoker wants, mildness plus no unpleasant aftertaste. And by the makers of Anison, for fast relief from pain of headaches, New writers or new rouser listen tomorrow evening for the man called X starring Herbert Marshall, the Saturday night feature of the All-Star Festival) mm-hmm.